Now then, 7.43. The government's followed the Bank of Korea's lead in downgrading this year's growth forecast from 3% to 2.9%. And with the anticipated number of newly employed people also dropping from an expected 320 to 180,000, critics say the government's income-led growth plan has backfired. Let's bring in Professor Shin Sedon from the Division of Economics at Sungyong Women's University. Good to have you with us on the line. Good morning, Alex. So what's your take, first of all, on the government's lowered expectations? Well, it's fortunate that the government finally accepts most of the people's view that Korean economy is slowing down in terms of growth rate as well as number of newly created jobs. So uh, uh, our government was, I think, the last person to admit the economy is slowing down. But it is pretty uh, fortunate that finally government accepted the, you know, most of the people's view. Is it even more significant in a sense that the Bank of Korea has recognised that, given it has the, the, the kind of breaks at its disposal uh, in terms of having kept for so long the interest rate where it's been? Mm-hmm. Well, the, I mean, you know, the, the Bank of Korea should have uh, raised the rate, in my opinion, because the uh, United States has raised a couple of times. But uh, Bank of Korea has a number of cons- considerations to take. One of the most important things is, you know, private sectors, you know, household debt. So uh, thinking about household debt, and also the slowing down in investment, I think government, um, the Bank of Korea has no choice to raise the interest rate. But sooner or later, I think the Bank of Korea has to raise it, uh, even in you know, the economy is not picking up. Well, I was going to say, isn't that one of the no-nos uh, in kind of the beginner's economics class when, when, when you've got slowing growth not to raise the rates? Well, yeah, but, you know, you have to remember that interest rate is not the policy for economic growth. The interest rate control is just for the stability of the financial system. Of course, interest, uh, rate, uh, interest rate has some implications on economic activity, especially investment and consumption. But uh, you should not use interest rate mainly for uh, economic kind of uh, stimulation uh, policy. In- interest rate is just for the stability of the financial system. And in that sense, you know, the Bank of Korea holding interest rate down for a long period of time when the United States is raising interest rate, it's going to be very dangerous for the stability of financial stability. Let's talk about what the government's got at its disposal. Some of the spending tools, for example, 18 trillion won pumped in last year to boost the job market. Why have we not seen the intended result? Well, for Korea, uh, economic growth is mostly coming from uh, uh, manufacturing sector related to export. Uh, when the government spending a lot of trillions of trillions of money into compensation for the less privileged people, the consumption of that you know uh, money would not uh, kind of uh, drive the e- economic growth because most of the you know, economic growth in Korea has to come from uh, export oriented manufacturing sector. But uh, compensation by the government, no matter how much it will be, would not have significant effect of, upon economic growth. In light of the criticism towards next year's minimum wage hike, uh, the pressure that it puts on 
retailers. The ruling party chairwoman Chumier said that the unfair relations between franchises and franchisees is the real reason behind the small retailers' financial difficulties, and and it's got less to do with the minimum wage. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, the difficulty of you know of the uh, the small business owners are complicated. Of course, you know, unfair uh, practices of the franchisers have something to do with that. And also, another uh, factor will be exorbitant rent that the small business has to pay. But this issue is coming from high, very high minimum wage. And uh, when you talk about the effect of high minimum wage, uh, you should not kind of... Uh, blur, you know, the main issue with other issues like uh, uh, ripping up a franchise or exorbitant tent, I mean rent. So uh, the problem of, you know, unfair practices of franchise and also exorbitant rent should be should be uh, treated in different aspects. And now we have to we have to focus upon the effect of a very high minimum wage and uh, and uh, a solution cannot come uh, from either the treatment of uh, you know unfair practices or exorbit- exorbitant rent, so we we should focus upon uh, the minimum wage. Yeah, I mean, some would argue that um, you just got to let the market decide. But <laughs> on the other hand, how many of us would uh, be prepared to work for even less than ten thousand one an hour, which is not the minimum wage? Uh, it's moving up to eight thousand three hundred fifty-one. That's next year, and that's a ten point nine percent rise after a sixteen point four percent hike last year. But but even then, uh, some workers or many workers would say that's insufficient. Can can you at least sympathise with them? Well, yeah, but you have to remember that for some people, uh, they are living with uh, a lot less than you know minimum wage, like uh, six thousand or five thousand. In reality. Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are working uh, with the pay less than the, the official minimum wage. So, uh, of course, uh, the, the more, the better. But uh, when you raise the minimum wage by such a, a you know great uh, rate, like a 16.4% last year and a 10.9% this year, there will be a significant effect on the small business by cutting their, you know, the number of employees and uh, Cutting the number of hours, so in, in effect, even though the government design was not that, but actually there will be more unemployment and, and actually less income for the people because of the reduction in the hours of the working. So uh, intention is really good, and and the norm of higher minimum wage is good, but in reality there will be kind of a backfiring by the cutting the number of employees and the cutting the number of hours that people work. So uh, uh, the realities are totally different from, you know, what the government has has in design prior to the uh, to the rate. Yeah, I mean, that is the fear that has been r- repeatedly uh, raised. But again, looking at it from the workers' perspective, if they're mm-hmm. on minimum wage and struggling well below, say, two million one a month, and let's say that... Um, they've got young children and they're being forced to 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 raise that family on one single income mm-hmm. given our housing market and the cost of goods i mean that is just a very challenging situation for those people to I be know. in and we don't have much of a welfare system either so something's got to give somewhere if we want to lift the birth rate if we want to uh, prosper as a country mm-hmm. yeah but th- that that issue is the policy of the welfare 
that is the, the area of a welfare. The government has to do more on the welfare policies. I am agreeing, you know, I agree with that issue. But this is, the, it's not the welfare system, it's the operation of economic businesses and economic system and uh, 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 the minimum wage in kind of a general raise, you know, 10.9% this year and 16.4% last year. We can continue that because because number of people uh, will be cutting down uh, on you know because because of the increased cost of labor. So uh, so the, the the issue of welfare should be treated in the welfare, and this issue of minimum wage is totally different. Mm. So let's say we went down the welfare route, which may be a fantastic solution. Um, that still would be heavily criticised, presumably, especially by conservative media outlets, because of the impact it would have. No doubt those tax, taxes would come from wealthier and, and more affluent businesses. Yeah, I, I, am in, uh, you know, I am in agreement with higher pay, higher tax rate for the, you know, the rich person in terms of you know the 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 property or ownership taxes or or you know so uh, i agree that we have to pay more for the more welfare you know benefits to the less privileged person uh, it, that aside you know the raising minimum wage should be should be applied according to the types of the businesses according to the sizes of the businesses and also the uh, you know according to the location and the reasons of the businesses mm. or uh, you know depending upon you know the number of i mean the age of the employee so the minimum wage should be applied in a more sophisticated way this kind of general application of you know 8530 8, you know per hour to everyone every reason every age group I think it's very difficult for, you know, small businesses to swallow. There's also another factor here that that comes to mind. A lot of younger people at the moment are, are, they or their families are spending a lot of money on education to try and get one of the good jobs, one of the big business jobs straight out of university. And there's already a problem for the smaller businesses in attracting those kind of people to their companies uh if uh they insist on having a lower minimum wage or if they don't meet the minimum wage that currently is in place for whatever reason uh isn't that going to just increase that problem well yeah that's what i said you know when when we talk about korean economic growth you know the economic growth has to come from export-oriented manufacturing sector and uh, the export-oriented manufacturing sector should absorb many college graduates. Okay, the, the kind of work that we're talking about, the minimum wage, like, uh, you know, kind of a shops, you know, uh, uh, the stores, uh, that kind of job is not for the college graduates. Okay, so, uh, uh, so the government has to kind of boost, you know, manufacturing sector for the growth, I mean, the export oriented, you know, kind of growth, uh, and that kind of, uh, you know, job or industry will absorb a lot of college graduates. And that's mm. the real problem Korean economy right now, Slug, sluggish, you know, export in the very sluggish export in, in areas other than, you know, semiconductor. That's the real trouble. And uh, so to, to, to your point, I think, you know, the, the Boosting export-oriented manufacturing sector is a real kind of challenge for great economic growth. And the minimum wage earners are usually should not be the college graduates. 
Yeah, it, it I, could be. Yeah, high school graduates. That's be fine. But we just have so many college graduates in this country, don't we? And yeah, and, yeah. and even they are close to minimum wage when they start out. It, that's the trouble. That's the trouble. We are. I mean, eighty or more percent of percentage of high school graduates are going to college. That's a real trouble. And though you cannot solve that by giving more to you know kind of shopkeepers a minimum wage of ten thousand per hour, so it's a totally different. So my philosophy is that first the government has to boost the export uh, or related to manufacturing sector, and that that kind of job is suitable for college graduates. And the number of you know college graduates will be absorbed in that area. And for the minimum wage workers, usually shopkeepers, you know, and the clerks in the office or something like that, mm. are for the you know high school graduates. And the gradually, if the economy is growing like a three point or three point five percent, I think the economy has the power to absorb higher wages for the low salary people. So there's an order of kind of you know economic kind of uh, functioning. And uh, this is not the right solution. I mean, you know, raising the yes. you know, minimum wage by uh, 10% or more. Professor Shin, it's been really enjoyable talking with you. At least I think we've reflected the complexity of the subject. <laughs> okay. Th- thank you.